0: only one who could ever save, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, oh, we live for you, holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you,
1: Hey everybody, welcome to New Life. Glad to have you guys here with us. My name is Jeff. Uh, if you're a guest with us, I just want to say thank you so much for coming. i got to say hello to everybody here at our Carney campus as well as everybody worshiping with us right now at our North Platte campus and those who might be with us online today. So I just need to ask the question that I love to ask every week. How many of you guys are excited to be at church to worship Jesus today? Come on. Yeah. I love it. I love it. This is the place that I look forward to being at every single week to come and to worship Jesus together. Now look, we're in the middle of a teaching series, okay? We only have a few weeks left in it. We called it Playlist, all right? Playlist. Playlist is a teaching series built around um, God's Word being portrayed in the midst of worship songs, And those worship songs are opportunities for us to, you know, declare who God is. And as we're singing these songs, we want you to be able to understand how much you're singing God's word back to him. So if you want something that's going to please God's heart, take his word and sing it back to him. That, that's, that's the kind of thing that I think just kind of like impacts the heart of God in a powerful way, not to mention how much it impacts you to know that you're singing God's word. So we want to help you do that around, uh, around new life. So in the past few weeks, we've introduced some songs that to me have just been profound, like Reckless Love, just contemplating you know, the, uh, the incredible, unmeasurable love that God has for us. Uh, in Reckless Love, Who You Say I Am, uh, that was another great one. One of the ones so far that's been one of my more favorite songs since we've started this series is Praise the King. Praise the King, why? Because he's risen. And we talked a lot about in that sermon how um, you know, the resurrection is its the backbone of your faith and that if you, you can't come be concrete in the resurrection then it's going to be hard to be concrete with everything else in God's word. And so coming to that point of recognizing that was like profound for us. If you want to hear that sermon and you weren't here, then please go to mynewlifechurch.com and you can actually watch all of the past sermons from this teaching series as well as others throughout the rest of the year or throughout the past part of the year, excuse me. We'll have the rest of the year on there as well. It's just not here yet. So when that happens, we'll get it up there. But today and next Sunday, can let me just say this to you? Today and next Sunday are songs that are so powerful, so powerful, they're the kind of, of song that you can dig through God's word and find some of the most profound scripture in God's word connected to these songs. I really think that in some ways we may have saved the best for last, although these other songs have been incredible. We save the best for last. And these kinds of songs are what are being woven into the culture of our church, helping us just to connect with God at a deeper level than maybe any of us ever have in our lives. That's our desire. Uh, Another thing I want to this kind of uh, promote really quick is what we call Encounter. Our Encounter Nights are coming up both here in Kearney and in North Platte. One of the unique things we're going to do, and the reason why we have Encounter scheduled right after Playlist, is that in this extended time of worship and just seeking God's Spirit and getting close to God, which is what Encounter is. It's not like it's not designed like Sunday morning. It's designed completely different. Uh, Encounter is a much it's a it's a deeper experience uh, with God's Spirit, a deeper experience with just God in in, in general. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to have all the songs from Playlist are going to be the worship songs. And so it's just going to be kind of a big recap of what God's been teaching us. These next two weeks are profound. Today, let's jump into what today's song is. It's called Build My Life. Now, we're not preaching about the song. What we're doing is we're connecting the Scripture that the song's built out of to the song so that when we sing it, we recognize we're singing God's Word. But I will build my life. Um, Build My Life is is such an um, instrumental thought because it, it fits with humanity. Like, like in humanity we are builders. Think about everything that we've built. I just think about like Carney where I live. Um, I, you think back to when I got here 20 years ago to the way it is now. There's been so many new things that have been built. I think about cities that I have visited around the world and different uh, towns that I've lived in and how much building has taken place. And I think about technology uh, and how much we build. We're builders, like that's what we do. You don't have to be a construction person to be a builder. We're all building something. We're building a business, we're building a family. You see what I'm saying? We're all building something. And I even thought about, it, about this principle, like, you know, what do I have today that I say I just can't live without that wasn't even around when I was born? 48 years ago, right? That's because we're builders as a a society. But even as a person, as a human, we're in the process of building our life around something. Every single one of us, we're building our lives around something. We may not be able to identify it, but if I could sit down with you and ask a few questions over a short period of time, we could all come to grips with what we're building our life around. And that becomes the, really the, the critical question for our spiritual journey in this, in this world. This short period of time we have on this earth is what am I building my life around? Some of us would answer the question we're building our life around relationships. Both good and bad, by the way. Uh, others of us would say we're building our lives around achievements. Unfortunately, some might say a failure. <laughs> I'm building my life around a failure because you know, that's evidently what was like, spoken to your life and it's kind of what you've been living to this point. And that's a, sad, that's a sad moment. Others of us might say, I'm building my life around an education or I'm building my life around a profession. Okay, all those things, they sound decent, right? Others might say, I'm building my life around a leader or a group of leaders. I've read every one of their books. I've listened to all of their teachings. Uh, I've gone to some of their seminars. I mean, these are the types of people I want to build my life around. And so I'm trying to glean everything I can from them so that my life can model them. Fortunately, though, some of us are building our lives just around a rebellious independence. Just a sheer rebelliousness of, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go against the grain and I'm going to build my life around that mentality. I'm just going to say this to you, whether they're good or they're bad, Right, All of these things I've just mentioned to you day, today will one day disappoint you, and they're going to let you down. Just like they would disappoint me, and they would let me down. And that's because our lives were not meant to have the foundation be the primary source of any of the things I've just mentioned that were created by man or are built around man. That's not what our lives were supposed to have as the foundation. God says it this way in Jeremiah 17. He says, Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength, and they turn their hearts away from the Lord. So it's not just the putting your trust in man, but it's also when you put your trust in man, something happens to your heart. It starts to turn away from the Lord onto what you're building as your firm foundation. And if your life is built on anything other than Christ, it's not gonna be built on a firm foundation. And here's the curse part of it. You'll struggle with disappointment and frustration. And you know what? If we had time to hear our stories, all of us have stories of being disappointed and frustrated. And look, you can blame all the other people that we want to because people are people and we're all going to, you know, unfortunately wound and hurt each other. That's, that's going to be part of life. I don't want to be that guy. It just it happens sometimes unintentionally, other times intentionally. Okay? Now, it's not, it's not who we want to be, but we're human. We're imperfect And uh, we're not God, and we are going to say and do things from time to time that are going to rub each other in a way that is going to cause a conflict, right? So, yeah, we will struggle with disappointment and frustration, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you build your life on a foundation other than Christ, you're setting yourself up for a massive uh, disappointment and a massive frustration that will cause you to collapse. On the verse side of that, Jesus says, I invite you to build your life on me and my foundation. And and his foundation is built off of his teachings. So one of the things that I would encourage you to do on a regular basis is to be reading the words that Jesus says. What is it that Jesus says about life? Because he has a lot to say about it. And Jesus makes this incredible promise to us. If you build your life on me, I've got some amazing promises that could happen To you and for you. Here's the way he said it though in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on the bedrock of Christ. However, he says, Anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. Right? Because when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it's going to collapse in what kind of a crash? A mighty crash. That's what I was talking about with the, um, you know, that frustration and that disappointment. It all comes collapsing down because your faith and your hope and your, and your foundation of why you are who you are has been built on something that wasn't meant to be built on. So in the chorus of this song, Build My Life, It has an amazing bridge to it that you will sing here in a minute at the end of my message today. But it says these words, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. And I will put my trust in you alone, Jesus, and I will not be shaken. That's exactly what that passage that Jesus was talking about. That's exactly what it was saying, just put into a song form. And when you sing those words, it's like you're singing Matthew 7. You're declaring that all over again. See, Jesus gives us so many, so many practical teachings to build your life on. I mean, just think about it. All right? I'm going to give you a short list, but you could add to this list. There's so many things that Jesus goes, look, you build your life on, the, on my teachings and you're building on a firm foundation. What, what, what teachings are we talking about? Well, the teachings when he, he talked about how to love your neighbor, that would be one. Or where Jesus talks about how to, ha- how to handle conflict, that would be another one. Handle conflict this way, right? Or maybe when Jesus talks about your priorities of money, handling your money Jesus' way, right? Or maybe it's when he talks about how to love your spouse or how to raise your children, or how to forgive when someone offends you. That's just a short list. There's so many more things that are so practical that when we build our life on what Jesus has to say, we're building on a firm foundation that's unshakable. Unshakable. Jesus also gives us some amazing practical teachings on just the spiritual condition of our heart and spiritual guidance as well, like who is God? How to have a personal relationship with God that will radically transform your life how to conquer your adversary, Satan, how to deal with sin, how to pray, what faith really looks like, and on and on and on. When we build our life on Christ, it means that we have to get back into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we have to look for, in some, you know, some Bibles, especially older versions, they had those, the words in red, <laughs> the words that Jesus said. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where I try to spend a bulk share of my devotion time ever since I've been in full-time ministry is what does Jesus have to say? Um, I'm not a perfect guy by any means. The closer you get to me, the more imperfections you will see about me. But that's the same thing for you. But what I'm trying to do is trying to glean what would Jesus say about a situation because the more I can hear from the master, the more I can build my life on him. And that's what Jesus is driving home in Matthew 7 says, when you build your life on my teachings, you've built on an unshakable foundation. And that's important because Jesus promised something in Matthew 7 as well. He said, the rains are going to come like torrents, and the floodwaters are going to rise. And they're going to rise against the house or the life that's built on the bedrock of Christ, and they're going to rise against the life that's not built on it. The ones who are built on the bedrock of Christ, they're going to stand. The ones who are not are going to collapse with a mighty crash. So here's the truth. You have to build your life on something, and there will be storms that are going to come. And the storms are going to test what you built your life on. And will you withstand the storms? But Here is the massive problem of our culture right now. It's, I want a little bit of Jesus, and I want a little bit of man. And I want to put these two things together, and I want to build my life on that. Like, I don't, want to be, I don't want to be a person that is like all in. That's somewhat kind of radical. And this, Is that even what Jesus is asking for? Like, why can't I have a little bit of man and a little bit of Jesus and put it together? Here's, here's the reason why. Because if that's your mortar that you're building your foundation with, it's a soupy mess that never hardens. Therefore, you don't have a foundation. When you blend those two things together... They water down each other to the point that they can never harden and they can never create the foundation that you want in your life. And when the storms come, and they will, your life, it crumbles. At this moment, here's the kind of question I want you to be asking yourself If everything was stripped away, what is the foundation others would see in my life? Not what you think, what others would say. That means, if everything was stripped away, if you weren't able to hide anymore, like we as humans have the ability to hide who we really are, if all of that was stripped away and we could all see you for who you really are, would there be enough evidence in your life to declare you guilty of having a foundation in your life that's built on Christ? It doesn't mean you're a perfect person, all right? So I'm building my life on the foundation, which is what does Jesus have to say about how I should live in all of these different areas of my life? Some of them we just mentioned a minute ago. That's my foundation, that's what I'm building on, okay? The fruit of my life though, it, it might be good sometimes, it might be bad another time. Because I'm human and I'm going to stumble and I'm going to fall, right? But what's the foundation that I'm building on? Because the foundation will bring me back to repentance when the fruit is bad when the actions are bad, when the, when the motive is wrong, when the words were hurtful and meant to be hurtful. You come back to the foundation, the foundation will always bring you back to truth. But if you don't have that, then you just keep sailing through life with all of these things that are anti, what God would say, anti-Christ, and you end up building your life on man. So the question, if everything was stripped away, What is the foundation others would see? It's a good question to be asking today. Here's another great question. This is primarily for moms and dads. All right, what is the foundation that you're intentionally building for your family? And let's maybe make it just a little bit more specific than that, right? What's the foundation that you're building for your children that you want them to replicate? And if you think with me for a second, you go like, that's a little prideful. Like, you know, They they should be building their own life after Christ. Yeah, that's true. But but even Paul said these words, follow me as I follow Christ. Here's what he was saying. He was saying, build your life like I'm building my life. Moms and dads, the next generation of Christianity is held within your hands right now doesn't mean that the salvation of the next generation is held within your hands, but it does mean that the compass heading, the bearing of where we're going to send the next generation is well within your hands. It's not, it's not even just in my hands. It's in your hands. It's your house. Are you building a foundation built on Christ, and Christ alone, so the next generation has something to build off of? Because if you're not, whatever you've got screwed up in your foundation, they're only going to exaggerate more. I got I got four adult children. If you want to talk the details about this, set up an appointment with me in my office, and I can unfortunately show you the things where the foundation wasn't built like I thought it should be built, and now I'm seeing the exaggeration of it in my own children. Now, Mal, look, all my kids they love God. That's not the question. It's the foundation. And some of it isn't built as hard and as firm as I would have liked it to be built. So this is a challenge for all of us. But it should be something that we strive for. While you have the time to influence the next generation, is the foundation that you're modeling in your personal life the kind of thing that you could confidently turn to them and say, model your foundation of Christ after me. And if it's not, what do you you got to adjust to get there? Start adjusting it now. Back to the song. I love this song because it reminds us of really what we're building our life on. And let me just tackle these few things really quick of what this song helps us and it reminds us of what we should be building our life on. First, it says this build your life on the supremacy of Christ. That basically means that Jesus is superior over everything, that Jesus is the king of all kings. And this song really helps us to see that when, it, when we sing these words together. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. In wonder to what? Open up my eyes in wonder to that there is no one like you. Open up my eyes in wonder to the fact that there's none beside you. There's none equal to you. You are supreme above all things. And you know what? Every believer that's listening to my voice right now needs We all need a little dose of wonder today. We all need to come back like a child when we saw something for the very first time and we looked at it and we were like, whoa, that's amazing. Wonder, come back to the awe of Jesus. When was the last time you were overwhelmed with the awe of Jesus? Can't remember? Let it be today. Can't recall it? Let it be this moment. Let your heart begin to hunger. Let your mouth spiritually begin to salivate over the fact that I need the wonder and the awe of Jesus to impact my life again. Guys, look, we were designed to need that on a regular basis. We were designed to need the wonder of God to surprise us with his grace, to surprise us with his mercy, to surprise us with his goodness, to surprise us with his power, to surprise us with his majesty, to surprise us with his supremacy. Sometimes it's the experience we have with God. Other times we find that even in just reading God's word, like this passage in Colossians. It just drives home the wonder of Jesus. Find a a spot as we read this. A spot for you that just kind of goes, wow, man, that's, that keeps me in awe of who Christ is. It says that Christ is the visible image of an invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can't see and the things that are the things we can't see and the things that we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in, un- in the unseen world. Everything was created through him, Jesus, and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Verse 18, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body, by the way. He is is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is the first in everything. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That passage is chalked full of wonder and awe. Where in the world would you begin? If I gave you the microphone right now, what passage would you go to? Where would you start? Right, because it's, just, it's packed full. You could do like a whole teaching series. You could probably teach for six months just off of that one little passage right there. Because it's so chock full of the wonder and awe, and it drives home the supremacy of Christ. Here's the part I really like. I like when it said that he, being Jesus, he existed before anything and was created, was created and is supreme over all creation. That he existed before anything and is supreme over all creation. You know what I love about that? I love it because it drives home this massively important, especially in our culture today, a massively important theological foundation that you need to be building your life on. And that's this, that Jesus is God. And that means that Jesus is the creator. He's the creator. That Jesus can't be both the creator and the creature for a moment. Let that sink in. He can't be both the creator and the creature. He's one or the other. And in our world today, there's a lot of people that say, yeah, I know who Jesus is. Yeah, I like his teachings. Yeah. Why? Because he was a good man. Creature, he wasn't just a good man. Let me help you for a moment. To diminish Jesus to creature of creation... Right, is biblically inaccurate and it will erode the power of you building your life on him. If he's just a good man, you can't build your life on that. Jesus was not a normal creature called man, period. Jesus is the creator God who came in the form of man. There's the big difference. Yes, Jesus came and became man, but he is fully God who came in the form of man. Big difference than Jesus is just man. Massive difference. You, you can build your life on one, but you cannot build your life on the other. You can build your life on the foundation of the supremacy of the creator, God, Jesus. So that's one of the first things this song, "I Build My Life, it really reminds us of. But when you build your life on Jesus, you build on Secondly, the worthiness of Jesus. The worthiness of Jesus. Jesus became worthy because he he did really what no one else could do. Jesus paid the price of our sin with pure blood on the cross. That's what makes him worthy. And to help you really clearly see that, there's an incredible passage of scripture in the the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 9. Here's how it drives the point home. And they, in heaven, okay, all of the angels, and they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Here's what I want you to see. Somebody in this passage is worthy. Who is worthy and why are they worthy? We can discover that in the very next statement when it says, because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God. That one statement helps us see two clear things at the exact same time. Who's worthy? The one who was slain and who purchased men for God. Who, who is the one who was slain and shed his blood and purchased men for God? It was Jesus. So Jesus is the one who's worthy because of what he did and by the way, only what he could do. So only Jesus qualifies to be worthy of being called God, number one. Only Jesus qualifies to be worthy of our complete devotion, number two. And only Jesus qualifies to be worthy of us building our life on, number three. And him alone. And the song helps us to proclaim that truth when you get to this portion of the song, you'll sing this exact basic passage of scripture, and it says this, worthy of every song that we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise that we could ever bring, worthy of every breath that we could ever breathe, we, Jesus, we live for you. Why? Because you alone, you are worthy. I wish I could talk more about this, but the more that you contemplate the worthiness of Jesus, the more in awe of Jesus you guys are going to become. The more you just contemplate it, what only he could do that only makes him worthy of every song we could ever sing, of all the praise we could ever bring, of every breath we could ever breathe, the more you contemplate that, I guarantee you the more in awe you're going to be of Jesus. So we have the supremacy of Christ, we have the worthiness of Christ, but we also build our life on Jesus because of this, the authority of Jesus. The authority of Jesus comes from the fact that he conquered death and he as God sits on his throne in heaven right now. The authority of God and the authority of Jesus is the ultimate authority and everything is subject to him. That if Jesus speaks, everything obeys him. Everything has to obey him. Here's here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, what it says about the authority of Jesus. It says, now he, being Jesus, is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only he in this world, but also in the world to come. That's powerful, especially in light of the last few weeks we've gone through in our nation. Where unfortunately, there's been many and far too many Christians who have put their hope in who's going to fill a seat of a supreme court. Then, who is going to fill the seat of the leader both in this world and in the world to come? And don't get me wrong, there's a role we need to play. And there's a desire that we should have. We should desire God's will to be done in a Supreme Court or in a presidency. We really should. And we should pray about it. And we should vote. And we should all be praying and considering how we're going to vote come November. So, there is a role that we need to play. But our hope is not in who fills those seats. Our hope is in the one who fills the ultimate seat, who has authority above all of those seats in this world and in the world to come. And that's where our authority should be. Please hear me. Do your part. Pray and vote. But don't get your hope wrapped up in building your foundation. Don't build your foundation on who fills those seats, guys. Because you're going to be building your foundation on, on something that's going to disappoint you, and it's going to frustrate you, and it's going to let you down. Build your hope. Build your life on the authority of Jesus, who's above all of those things. And that's why we get to sing in this song. And it so profoundly speaks to the authority of Jesus when it says, Jesus, the name above every other name. Right? Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Jesus. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. So, in recap, Jesus is supreme, he's worthy, and he has the ultimate authority. And this is the reason why you should build your life on his teachings. Now listen, no matter what you've been building your life on up to this moment, it's time to make a proclamation from this day forward. And simply say this with me, I will build my life on Jesus. Doesn't matter what you've done up to this moment. Doesn't matter what the foundation looks like if everything was stripped away. Doesn't matter what your children would tell me about the foundation that you're setting. Doesn't matter up to this moment. It's about what you're going to do from this moment forward. And let, let me challenge you to build your life on the foundation of Jesus. And that when we get to the, the bridge of this song, with me, boldly proclaim these words. So say these words with me. This is, this is the bridge of the song. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. Let's be that church. Amen? Let's be that church. Because when we follow this biblical principle of this chorus, then it also comes with a powerful promise. Here's what Here's what was said about Jesus hundreds of years before he ever showed up on the scene. It was a prophecy about him to come. It says, therefore, in Isaiah, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, in the future, I'm placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that's what is safe to build on. And look what happens. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Talking about hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. Jesus is going to come. He is the cornerstone. You build your life on him, and you will not be shaken. Everything else will be like sand, and it will crumble underneath your feet. My courage, my courage and my challenge to you is that we would build our lives on the principles of what Jesus taught, because it doesn't matter what storm comes against you then. It can't take it away doesn't matter who fills what seat and what department and what capacity. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. doesn't matter what storm comes against it, because storms are going to come and floodwaters are going to rise. But you will not be shaken. We're going to do something different at the end. We're gonna, I, I normally pray at the end of this. And I normally invite you to stand. Today we're going to do something different. Okay, I've got a, I got a prayer that I wrote that I would like us all to pray in light of I will build my life. It's not that you know, I will build your life, it's that you, you will build your life after Christ. And so why don't you stand with me and let's all pray this prayer that's gonna be on the left and the right screens, both here in Kearney and in North Platte. Let's pray this together. Father, show me who you are today. Fill me with all the things you love and want me to love, and empty me of the things which don't build up your kingdom. Help me to build my life on your love, and may you become my firm foundation. May I not be shaken in my faith, but teach me to build my life on the supremacy of Jesus, the worthiness of Jesus, and the ultimate authority of Jesus, then, Lead me in your love to in turn love those around me with the love of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.